to Talk in Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. We're discussing season four, episode two, After the Fall, written by Carrie Aaron and directed by Michael Waxman. Original air date, November 4th, 2009. In this episode, a controversy at West Dillon was a star player on the Lions roster. Eric tries to re-energize his demoralized team and Tim finds a new living situation. Oi. Lissy, second Hi. episode into season four. How are we feeling? We're liking it. It feels um a lot like season one for some reason. Okay. I like yeah, that. Yeah, just I guess because I don't know these newer people all that well. So mm-hmm. I just have to get, you know, a little acquainted with them. But I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I like the new additions. I love yeah. Luke. I've arrived arrived. already with that because how could you not? It was very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. All right. So Coach wakes up to white flags all over his lawn. Tammy's picking him up. The town is looking down upon him as well as his team. No one shows up to practice. Do you blame them? (laughs) No. But like this leads Coach to talking to Landry in the cafeteria. And even Landry doesn't even want to talk to him. And he goes, why did you forfeit? You gave up on us. Right. He could have had an explanation. He could have brought them all into the locker room like he did and said, you know what, guys, maybe it's best if we forfeit. Not just completely make the decision without even talking to them first. And then obviously he does apologize. But this whole episode, I really was not on Coach's side. Really? Mm-mm. I don't okay. know. He rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm curious what you thought of this scene. We have Coach go to try and talk to Vince, and we see him go to where he lives. We meet Vince's mom, who's not in the best shape, and she's clearly just looking for some money. And so Coach exchanges money for information, trying to find out where Vince hangs out. She gives him the address where he plays basketball. So Coach shows up, and Vince just like flat out ignores him. And he's just like, yo, you need this more than I do. Don't give up on yourself. What about the program? Yeah, this part, it sounded selfish to me with Coach. Him being like, you need to come back because I need you. I mean, also, like, he's spinning it as though Vince needs this, which he very well does. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the first sign I was like, oh, Coach, you really needed to, um, I don't know, he needed to... uh, I know it wasn't possible because the boys didn't come to the field, but he definitely should have apologized way sooner somehow. I know it wasn't an opportunity, but they're not responding to him because they don't respect his decision. They feel like he doesn't respect them. And so then when I heard him be like, yeah, Vince, you know, you really need this. I I was hearing it as desperation. Like I really need you because I need you to round up the other guys. Well, Absolutely. Which was the truth, but I don't know. It is the truth, and but he spins it like, I can go get another job. You need this to stay out of trouble. Yeah. But in this episode and next episode, I mean, really, this is just like the season where we see Coach struggle even more so than in season one. I mean, like, Coach is spiraling, and we haven't really seen him in this state before. You know, a little bit with the Panthers, but the Panthers are so established. There's boosters. There's hype around them. Right. This just that was what I was just going to say. Like, yeah. He already had a team that he knew was going to be good. Right. He just needed to nurture them more. 
this new team is all these kids that mostly that he's never worked with before. Yeah. And they've never played as a team. Their only opportunity was last night and coach didn't let them finish being a team together. Like we'll lose together. That will still bring that team morale, but he didn't give them that opportunity. Yeah. And so then Vince shows up to coach's office, gives him back the $20 bill and pretty much tells him like, how dare you? And don't you ever do that again? Yeah, were you surprised that Coach gave her the money? I was surprised. Yeah, I was like, oh, really? You're going to like... Enable? I get Because, again, he was so desperate to know where Vince was because he knows Vince is that that puzzle piece he needs that he gave her 20 bucks. I was like, you can't enable people that use money. It seems as though she's obviously on drugs or something of the sort, right? So do you really want to enable that and have that as a lesson for your student. I also just think this is showing how desperate Coach is and he's spiraling. Mm-hmm. Things are yep, not yep. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We then have this scene where Coach is at a gas station, I guess taking a moment. He's eating a burrito and he's approached by what it seems like a rando and he shines some light on him, tells him he has to find his inner pirate. Well, Will, he sent over some trivia. He says, the man talking about pirates to coach at the gas station is a recently deceased football coach, Mike Leach, who at the time of filming, yeah, at the time of filming was the head coach of football at Texas Tech University. He then went on to coach at Washington State and Mississippi State. He is known for his innovative air raid offense, where his team would throw the ball upwards of 60 to 70 times per game. Wow. I saw him coach Washington State while I was a student at the University of Oregon. He was known for being very eccentric. His pirate gag was one of his trademark sayings. He even taught a class at Washington State that mixed pirate history with football to teach leadership skills and warfare. Oh, so this is like his whole thing. This is his shtick. Yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that they were able to get a cameo there. And so that makes sense, right? Because at first you're mm-hmm. like, this is so weird. What this? Yeah. Guy, like, obviously shedding some wisdom. And Ant was like, I love this. This makes sense. And what good advice. But you're also like, what? Where? This is so weird. <laughs> Definitely weird. And Coach is like, huh? Yeah. But yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. Later in the episode, we see Tim approach Coach. And tells him that he's looking terrible, but ultimately would like to help him. And this was just yeah. cute to see these two together. Yeah, but how did he help him? We'll find out. Not really. I mean, we'll get to <laughs> what ends up happening. But I had the same question. I was like, did he okay. help? Or- I was like, did I miss something? No. Did he help orchestrate like Landry, get the guys to show up to the bonfire, like the fire that they hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, and this, I'm not sure if it's just like, hey, come back next week. I want you to help with the team. I don't know. Because Tim, right. not, this isn't a spoiler, Tim will continue to help the team. So, yeah, this was yeah. weird to me. I'm like, was a scene deleted? Yeah. What happened here? Yeah, that's how it felt. I, I assumed and I predicted last week that I I felt like Tim would help coach out because he's doing nothing else really. Right. So why not? Yeah. Uh, so when he pulled him aside, I was like, oh, like Tim's going to. That's what I assumed. Like Tim's going to get Landry and the other boys and give them this like pep talk. Maybe it happened. We just didn't see it. That's what I'm thinking. So, you know, it was weird. Tim lost him. Yeah. 
we'll get to Tim. But coach decides to hold a special practice on Saturday night in hopes that the team will show up. But before that, over at West Dillon, Tammy learns about Luke and his actual residence. And so she approaches him during practice about where he lives and says, listen, Luke, you know, asks him, where do you actually live? He, you know, says it and she's like, I'm sorry, but you got to go. And he cries. Mm, he tries to. I felt so bad. I know. He cries and he's like, I'll do anything. I'm so sorry. He tries to barter. He's also so polite, like extremely polite. He apologizes for lying to yeah. her face. Yeah. And then also lying. I know. Yeah. I felt really bad for this kid. He is was like pleading, like, please do not do this to me. Like, this is, is he a senior? Do we know what? He's probably younger, right? Um, so it's like, oh, like I, as we know, like he's just getting his footing with the Panthers and now he's going to be going over to East Dillon. And like, I felt so bad I know. when he cried. I, I teared up. I was like, this poor kid, it just, just give him what he wants. I'm almost like, it's not fair, but I know it. That's the rules. Yeah. It is fair. Yeah, I know. Joe and Wade on their golf cart, they uh, approach Tammy in the parking lot about Luke and then post a threat. And they say, hey, why don't you question your husband who put up that mailbox? And, you know, this can turn into a whole investigation with state titles. So be careful what you're doing. So Tammy and Eric, they end up having a spat about the mailbox. And she feels like Eric is lying to her. But it's also leaving her in a terrible, tough position. And this leads to Tammy interrupting a booster meeting. And she wanted to make sure that they didn't have a misunderstanding. Luke will be going to East Dillon and wanted to make sure that all the boosters were aware that an investigation could happen and rings could be taken away. Yeah, she owned her shit in the scene because I was afraid of that threat. I'm like, okay, they he has a valid point. Like the Panthers have known about this mailbox for years. It came into establishment, it seems, as when... Oh, sorry. When Coach did, and um, you know, while he might not have put it up, he very well knew about it, and was just kind of like pretending not to hear or see, because this was his team, and he need he would do anything for them, just like the boosters are going to do everything for this team. So I was like, actually, this is like a real possibility that Joe will go down with fight, like fighting. But with that scene with Tammy, I was like, oh, she brought it all together. I feel okay now because she, instead of in, in front of the boosters, was like, yeah, I'm going to take your rings away. So, <laughs> your precious state title one? rings. You don't want to lose your jewelry now, do you? And they're all like clutching their uh-huh. hands or like, what's happening? Yeah. So, I, w- I knew we were okay there. Yeah. Landry, while driving, he accidentally hits Jess Merryworth- <laughs> Merriweather's bike. So, here you go. You got to meet Jess. She's so cute. Yeah, while he's trying to park at school and they get into it and she's like, you're going to pay me for my bike, but we can already see something here. You got yeah. you got the vibes, right? Definitely got vibes, especially when he shows up later to a restaurant we've never seen him at before. Yes. So <laughs> this is Jess's family's business, Ray's Barbecue. And it looks good. I was like, was this already established that he frequents here? Did he go here because she knows she works here? He knows she works there. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know how he ended up mm-hmm. there, but mm-hmm. he see, yeah. he sees her working 
And she's like struggling with some plates. And so he interferes and he's like, I'll help you. And Jess's dad is like giving the eyes like, who is this kid? Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Definitely. Yeah, I just thought it was, I mean, it was cute. He was basically, the tables were so close. It looked like he was like eating with the couple that was sitting there in the restaurant. And I was like, oh, does he know these people? And uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see something blooming here. I'm just like upset that we didn't at least well you know what and i was trying to compare in my head and i was like when smash left we didn't really talk about smash after that and jason street we've mentioned him like one time right and i'm like i know where lila and tyra went but i also just feel like i don't have closure with them for some reason Mm -hmm. And so I would like to hear just like one thing about like what happened, what happened during the summer? Like what happened? Will we get it ever? Do we know? Oh, I'm just not going to say much. Okay. Okay. So she won't give me anything there. No, because (laughs) I could tell you and it could burst your bubble or you could just Keep on living on, trucking on, hoping that they'll make an appearance one of these episodes. And I think that's more fun. Yes, but I don't even I don't even need to see them. No, again, I know, but as I, much as I would love to. Sure. Either here. I just need a little clarification. Make. You know? Uh-huh. But I will just take it for what it's worth and I will continue just our journey and I won't ask any more questions. <laughs> You got to ask the questions, whether I'll give you answers or not. Right. That's a different story. I will not ask that question again. I mean, we're only two episodes into season four. I know. I know. Let it cook for a little while. That is like, we're only like 10 more until the end. That's true. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we know Matt's in art school. He ends up getting an internship with a local artist, Richard Sherman, because the teacher tells him that he has pluck. I've never heard this word be used in this capacity before I was so confused when my caption said pluck and I was like did she say luck and I'm like no it says pluck like what I love when Matt shares this with Julie my teacher says I have pluck and she's like oh does she now like the one teacher that we've seen interact with Matt his one art teacher at school and last week she was like you have no depth and then this week she's like I, you know, I guess she applied for him for this internship and he got it. And I'm like, but how did he get it if this Sherman person didn't even know Matt's work? Yeah. I don't know. I was a little confused on there. I thought maybe I was missing something. Richard is a layered guy. We will learn more about him. We'll see his process next week. So it might make more sense of trying to, it's trying to lead Matt in a direction, get him to think differently. But when we first meet Mm -hmm. Richard, he's in tidy whities and he's in like his disgusting workshop part of his house. He's just moving scrap metal around and Matt gets frustrated because he's not really getting advice. He doesn't really understand the point of being there. And he, (laughs) Richard finally snaps and tears up his art. And he's like, like, (gasps) yeah. And he's like, this part of this piece doesn't make me want to puke. So there's your feedback. Yeah. Interesting because it seems as though Richard Mm -hmm. is like a sculpture type artist. Yeah. Because if he's using metal and scrap, like 
Um, I mean, I'm sure he also can draw. I mean, you know, people who are art artsy like that can, I'm sure, do multiple things. But I was like, huh. He's like judging Matt's art, but that's not really like what Matt went there to do with him, really, in a way. Well, it's to try to find artistic vision. Yeah. Okay. Understand what you're looking for. You'll see next week. Okay. A little, you'll get I'm a little bit more. We'll pull back another layer. <laughs> okay. Okay. So over to Tim. Tim and Billy are doing their best, literally at their best, uh, at the Brigands rigs. We have such a funny exchange between these two complaining who holds the tiny violin. <laughs> Billy, you're hogging it. This was all improv, by the way. Of course it was. It was so great. Each are complaining about who has it worse and... Billy ends up getting a call about someone needing a tow, and it's Becky. But Becky, I knew that. yeah, but Becky doesn't really need a tow. She just needs a ride to school, and also, you know, she's got the hard eyes for Mr. Tim Riggins. Yeah, of course, of course. And now he's gonna be loving in her backyard. Yeah. So. so Tim goes back to the bar, and ultimately Cheryl offers him a place to live for a hundred dollars a month. She's got a trailer on her property. Have at it, Tim Riggins. So Mindy moved into Billy and Tim's place. Yep. And now they obviously don't want Tim like third wheeling it. Right. Gotcha. I thought she was going to honestly offer him a job, but then she kind of made it seem like she doesn't make that much money and she needs the cash for him to rent this. What is it? A It's a trailer. Trailer in her backyard. So I was like, okay. Yeah. He Hopefully he'll be making $100. Well, he works at Riggins <laughs> at Riggs. Billy's shop. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Billy is so stressed out. He's, you know, Mindy's reading all the baby books and I'm sure money is super tight. And I was curious about that too, but like $100 a month. I mean, can you imagine? Imagine if your rent was $100 a month. I can't, I can't even imagine. Like how much But money? also like to, t- for me, I feel like Tim wouldn't even make that much because He's gotta it doesn't make it seem like- He's got to make at least $100 a month. I would, I mean, I hope- <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like Billy's business is like really thriving yet. Yeah. And he also said like, and Tim is like, when are you going to pay me? And he's like, well, I'm waiting for like a couple of things to like work itself out first. So we'll see. We'll see. This should be interesting. Yeah. So as we wrap up, we do have coaches special meet on Saturday night. And Luke is the first one to show up to the special practice Ugh. in his Panthers t-shirt. Hey, coach, I'm here. I'm ready. And then we see everyone else. Yeah. Then we see the rest of the team. Come on in. Coach finally apologizes to them and holds a fire and they burn. They burn the jerseys. They burn the Panthers t-shirt. He's burning VHSs. Pretty much. This is like a reset. Yeah. I got a little emotional when Luke took his Panther shirt off. Oh my gosh, me too. I was like, oh, okay. It's like really starting. I'm I'm so excited to see how all these guys like finally become a team. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a while, but I'm excited. Yeah. We end with Coach and Tammy having their own reset at home. Tammy, she got booed at school, (laughs) which like... Now, really, you're like, fuck you, Panthers. Oh, yeah. No longer a Panther. I said this last week. We are Lions. But she also says to Coach, like, how proud she is. Like, she stood up to those boys. 
and he apologizes for the mailbox and she's like at least i have wine and it's really sweet <laughs> right like at least at least i have my bottle right i'm good and my but husband yeah, I, like honestly as a high school kid oh, i once was a high school kid I probably would boo her too. Like I would be pissed if you took our like really good player and made him go over to East Stillen. I mean, I, I assume I wouldn't boo. Like I could never boo Tammy to her face, but <laughs> I would understand like the frustrations of everyone relying solely on this, not, you know, relying on uh, the team, getting them to state. And Joe like immediately is like, I see state in our future. I'm like, you literally just started playing. The school year has barely started, but okay. Um, yeah. So I understood like why everyone was mad. Oh, but, ab- absolutely. Like know. as an adult and us watching, right. We're like, fuck you Panthers. But it's like, obviously. Yeah. But, but like, I would never, as an adult, I would never boo her. No, of course not. <laughs> but as a kid in high school and the Dylan Panthers are, you know, the highlight of everything. And you yep. don't understand the logistics or the politics behind it. You're just like, what the fuck? We lost Luke Cafferty. Are you kidding? Yep. Yeah. Interesting stuff to come. But we're going to take a short mm. break. We'll be back with all your questions in our segments. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Talking Texas Forever. And we appreciate you listening each and every week. All of our shows are funded by our buddies who pledge to our Patreon. And it means the world to us. We have tiers starting at a dollar and offer some pretty cool perks like guest hosting on the podcast, listening to episodes a day early, an invitation to the best group chat ever via Discord. To learn more about our network and everything we offer, check out patreon.com slash Network. Welcome back from break. Will says, if you love Michael B. Jordan, he was even more of a baby when he starred in the first season of The Wire as Wallace. This was his first breakthrough in 2002. Did you ever watch The Wire? No, I never did. I've heard good things about it, though. Yeah, I would love to revisit it. I feel like everybody who watches The Wire is obsessed with The Wire. I watched the first season, tried the second. It's like completely different, but still Mm. the same overall story. And I had a really hard time, but I think it was just the time of the time in my life I was at. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Will. Uh, he also wants to know best auto shop duo, Uncle Keith and Luke or Riggs and Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me decide. Uh, no, it's got to be the, the Riggs. Right. Yeah, I, know. I mean, Lucas helped a little bit, but he wasn't like. Keith's like apprentice or anything you know <laughs> yeah I agree I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Reagan's rig girl yeah yeah Mike he wants to know how long will Matt's internship last will he get frustrated and quit well I mean I feel like he already in this episode got frustrated and almost basically quit mm-hmm. so I can see him sticking it out as long as Richard is like semi-kind to him and teaches him some things. I know you said next week we'll get some more with that. So I could see it lasting maybe to midway. And um, then Matt, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I see for Matt's future at this point. He's a mystery still to me. Um, But yeah, I think maybe halfway. Okay. Would you rather go to East Dillon or Newport Union? 
Well, I feel like we I went to East Dillon, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I feel like that was like mostly my high school experience. Like we definitely went to a, a lower income high school that um I don't know. That's how I feel. Definitely Newport Union just to be in California. I mean, Newport Union didn't seem that bad. Yeah. So I'll go there. How will coach get new uniforms? Because he just burned them all. That's a good question. He sure is. He's going to need a booster or two to come over. I I feel like Buddy has to make the transition. He has to be the one to start the riot to come over to East Dillon because... Uh, s- I don't know. Maybe they're going to just, I keep saying that, but like people are going to be sick of Joe's antics, but also they're not going to want to lose. So they might just stay because they don't want to lose. I don't know. There has to be something like super morally not right that happens with Joe. And Maybe somehow people will find out that he did try and hurt his kids somehow, or maybe we'll see that happen again. And people will witness that and um, be like, you know what, actually, I'm not going to support that type of action. And maybe that way they'll go over to East Dillon. But they need funding. And uh, the only only reason why West Dillon has it is because of the boosters. So it would only make sense for us to get some other boosters. You're right. Stan? Stan doesn't have like any... I mean, I know who's working at like Best Buy or whatever, but... <laughs> Stan working at Sears? I'm trying to think of like who has like some money that would care more about supporting like a better... T- like funding kids that are coming up in the world and honing in on their skills and not necessarily like a established team. Yeah. We have to find some people like that. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Will the Lions win their next game? They have to. They gotta. It has to happen. At least make or, something, right? We yeah, just at least. Gotta get like, through it. Get through the game. Get, get, do well enough where it matters, where they yeah. feel like they have accomplished some sort of teamwork somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, w- I look forward to watching that all play out. I feel like, is it's the same division right across West Dillon and East Dillon. So assuming they will eventually play each other would be like a very specific episode I can imagine happening because it would be like the episode of all episodes here. Mm -hmm. I don't know when that would happen. Maybe again, halfway like Mm -hmm. mid season finale type deal. Uh, So yeah, I think the, they'll just, they'll work as hard as they can and coach will still continue to fight for them and show them that he means business and that he is truly sorry for like throwing in the towel that one time. Will the Panthers be able to come back from losing Luke? Probably. Right. I, I mean, mean, we know JD is really good. Um, I'm assuming obviously it's not just like two players that make your team good. A lot of, it takes right. a lot of people to be, to make a team do really well. At least it takes like at least like three really good people to yeah. like get the game going and get all of the plays that need to happen. So I feel like they'll still be fine. But Luke might really spark some excitement in the other kids because he is so good. You hope so. Or it could go yeah. entirely. Or they the could other be way. like, get this freaking kid out of here. Mm-hmm. But he's so sweet that 
They can't like be sugar. mad at him. Like sugar. Yeah. Like they maybe are just be like, yeah, you're really good, but we're not going to listen to you. Yeah, I we don't, don't respect we'll you. We'll yeah. have to see. Yeah. Kate wants to know, are we ready to accept a new love interest for Landry? What about Tyra? Oh, she's not ready, folks. She's shaking I'm her head. <laughs> no. I see it very well happening, obviously. Um, but with, without knowing some things, I feel like my heart hasn't completely healed. So therefore, how has Landry's heart healed? But as I always say, if Landry feels like it is the time for him and he is going to be, you know, happy pursuing this, then, you know, by all means, please do. I think it would be a very interesting pairing. How do you think Tyra is doing in college? I mean, I want to say she's thriving. I want to say she's like, I got out of the house. I'm doing the exact thing I did set out to do. And she's never going to lose that opportunity. Like she almost lost the opportunity not to get in. And I think she's just going to hold herself accountable and not lose that opportunity. Okay. Thank you, Kate. Vic sent over a couple of questions. How would you have handled the situation between Tammy and Joe? He's such a dick. I mean, I, I don't think I would be as clever as Tammy, but I'd like to think that I would do what Tammy did. Right. Same. Oh, my gosh. I was trying, you know, before I was saying, I don't know how I would have gotten myself out of that pickle because he made a very good point. Yeah. I mean, but also, like, I feel if if that went through, the boosters would be like, wait, they're too proud. Don't take away our state Mm -hmm. titles. Right. Obviously, don't take away my bling bling. (laughs) Right. It's one kid's future as opposed to all of these people's past rings and championships and things so yeah yeah the greater good i guess you have to they have to think about the bigger picture exactly have you found your inner pirate was that meant to be something encouraging for eric that's how i took it yeah I, but i don't did he did he feel encouraged by what he said well i think it definitely <laughs> struck a chord with him i mean he yeah. made changes once he heard that yeah I still felt like it was just a little tad bit random. Yeah. Thank you for all your questions. Let's go into our segments. What was your favorite quote? I just had a uh, pluck. <laughs> I also had that. You know, I've been told I have pluck. <laughs> just pluck. Just I was like, pluck. that is a word I will never use again. A it, word. It's so interesting. Now you're going to see it and hear it because that's what right? happens. Yeah. Who was your MVP? My MVP was Tammy. I really, you know, I always enjoy her, but I was, as we were just discussing, I was so happy and proud that that was the route that she went because I was lost as to what to do. And she just, she thought of all of her options and she wasn't going to back down. And then in the end, she was like, you know what? I'm actually just really proud of myself that I didn't let Joe get to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had to give it to her. Yeah. uh, I chose Buddy. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm liking where things are going with that. He showed the where uh, the mailbox was and that whole situation. So I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. He remembered that that was there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well now I'm on the other team, sort of. So I'll give Coach a a bone." Right. <laughs> I, I mean, but he's not gonna forget about that mailbox. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, shittiest. 
I picked Coach. Really? I did. I oh mean, now gosh. talking about it with you, no. I um, no, no, no. <laughs> I I'm not like changing my answer, but like for the most, mostly half of the episode, I was like, I'm not really feeling this desperation vibe from you, Coach. As as much as I get it, I just felt like he was thinking a, a tad bit selfishly. And like, I don't know, this is just like, I only watched the episode one time. I That's how I absorbed it. I don't know if that valid, was like the correct valid. way to absorb it, you know? There's no right or wrong way to absorb. <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, talking about, again, like his desperation and him feeling like he's just spiraling because he does not know what to do from here and his job is on the line I don't know. I think like the like that first conversation he had with Vince and him saying like I could get another job. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I did know. not like it just that. Just kind of like rub me the wrong way. I get it. I didn't love that scene, but it's funny because with my MVP, it teetered between Buddy and Coach mm-hmm. actually, because mm-hmm. I actually love seeing Coach struggle, and maybe because I know where we go, so yeah. I'm watching Makes it sense. with a different lens. But for my shittiest, I chose Joe, and that's all of our listeners that wrote in. I mean, he's probably just going to be always the shittiest for the Standard, entirety right? of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you have a favorite coaching moment? Um, I, not necessarily from coach. Right, just a general from this yeah. episode. You know what I really liked was Landry helping out. I know that that sounds really funny as like a coaching moment, but I was like, oh, you know, like he he sees her like trying to to See, do I, everything by herself. And I was I, like, oh, I took that as I don't I didn't like him interjecting himself mm. in that in her place of like work. It's not his business. Yeah, that rubbed me the wrong way. And maybe it was because I think I would feel weird if someone did that to me. You know, being at that age, because like when I'm a teenager, I was so awkward, right? Mm. And just being a teenager, awkward anyway. And it's your dad right there. I would feel really yeah. awkward because that's just his <laughs> dad. And this is the family business. Yeah. So I'd feel really weird. So that scene kind of like gave me a little, a little bit cringy. of... cringy? Yeah, the, it cringe. <laughs> and I love Landry so much. And of I course. love Jess. But I was like, I don't like this. I actually, my favorite coach moment was him apologizing. Yeah, I really like that. I'm like, thank, well, thank yeah, you. Well, yeah, that's like the, a true coach's moment. Yeah. And I thought the fire was a good idea. Like, let's just burn everything. We're starting fresh. I don't know what we're going to do about our uniforms, but we'll make it work. Yeah. <laughs> like under his out. breath, he's like, I don't really know what we're going to do <laughs> exactly. for the uniforms. But exactly. it was like for the point. <laughs> Got to get the team back. Right. Yeah. Uh, who's our booster of the week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. Our booster is Lisa. 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 She and I were talking on the side about um, The Last of Us. So if you're watching that, definitely uh, let me know because I'm interested in talking about it. Um, And she was participating in our Topic Tuesday this week when we were again discussing it and it was just fun to get her take on everything and she has been actively sending us emails and she's back to her total betty uh crew i guess i should say 
for the time being. And we just wanted to say that we appreciate her and that we look forward to hearing from her every time we do. Thanks, Lisa. De love. De love. Delilah. <laughs> Anybody new tuning in is like, why are they singing that? Yeah. It's like, this is Lisa's nickname that we gave her. There you go. Exactly. Okay. So an emoji for this episode, I was thinking fire. Yeah. Yeah. So Flames. unfortunately, yeah, we don't have a lion of the week, but if you'd like to be a lion of the week, you can... Stick that emoji in an Apple podcast review. If you haven't already, you could rate us five stars. You'd be like, these girls are on fire. Go Lions. <laughs> there you go. Let's do it again. <laughs> Each week, I it's, will do it. I'll funny. surprise you when I'm going to do it. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. It's funny because on Zoom, I actually can't hear it. I only see your mouth open. I know it'll be on your track, but all I hear is... <laughs> that is so great it's really funny but we love to give an emoji every episode just so we know you're (laughs) listening that you've made it to the end and maybe it'll spark some inspiration for an apple podcast review but you could also send that emoji in an email over at total betty podcast network on instagram and the discord we love when you send them because we're like yay someone's listening yep we do yeah okay let's Here is the episode title for next week. She's giving me a weird grin face. She looks real nervous. What's going on? Okay. (laughs) Season four, episode three, In the Skin of a Lion. Oh, well, there you go. I'm not a panther anymore, Buddy Garrity. (sighs) Yes, 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 buddy. Making my dreams come true. Uh, where does he get, I mean, I guess he's doing okay at the dealership, right? Like he, he's not like poor. (laughs) So maybe some extra funding will then go to our East Dillon kids. And hopefully he will start a little riot and get at least like two other people to come over. Maybe just one, just one other person we take, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm proud of him. I uh, I look forward to his riot next week. <laughs> it's a good one. It's oh, a, I'm excited. There, it's a real good buddy buddy moment. I, I'm trying not to say too much, but my face is saying it all. Okay, last but not least, we have Will's Football Poetry Corner. Rings. Rings are what every football player plays for. They want to see that championship ring on their finger at the end of the season. Riggins gets an unexpected ring from Becky to pick her up for school, while Joe McCoy threatens Coach Taylor's rings before he gets his shit thrown back in his face because Tammy doesn't back down. Yes, rings. I can't imagine being like a grown-ass man who's out of high school wearing a, a, a state ring. Unless you're like the coach. But other I than guess. that, it's strange. I don't know. It's so weird to me. It reminds me of our high school rings where you wore that for like oh. hot, like five seconds and then you're like, never again. I never got a high school ring. You didn't? No, that's because I didn't care about high school. <laughs> I did get one. And like I said, I wore it for like, I don't know, a couple of months. And then I was going to say again. like two months after graduation and that was about it. Yeah, you like picked your birthstone and you can design the sides of it. What a waste of money. I know. That's how I felt. So that's why I didn't get one. 
Yeah. But I remember, I remember your sister having one too. It just like, to me, did it didn't symbolize my time in high school. I didn't want to like represent that on my hand for months. Yeah, I'm also smart. just not, not a huge jewelry wearer in yeah. general. Like I don't switch my jewelry out a lot. So I can't imagine me wearing that all the time. I think it's a little obnoxious, but that's just me. <laughs> if you have a, you know, if you have a, sp- a special ring, a, a team ring or a high school ring or something, let us know actually. Do you yeah, wear that? I would love to know that too. And I didn't mean to shit on it. <laughs> I just like have trouble imagining that. But I think, you know, championship rings are different, right? Than high school rings. Right. Like if you win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. That makes sense. You would wear that right. when you when you when you do what? I don't know. Like when I you don't go. know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe so I would thinking, display like, it. Display it. Like I, that? Oh, yeah, maybe you would have like a cabinet that you'd put all of your Super Bowl rings. But I, I'm I, also uh, curious, like know. with the state rings and Super Bowl rings, is that something that is gifted to you or do you have to buy that? Yeah, I don't know. Probably, I probably say they probably have like a a dealer a de- a deal with a jeweler or something that you can yeah. go and get your because everyone's finger size is different, so they'd have to probably just go get measure unless they all have the same ring, and then therefore it's someone does sponsor that. Let's just say I don't know how mm-hmm. that works. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. assume, but again, we know nothing really about football or Super Bowl or anything, so <laughs> we're not the podcast for you if uh, you think we're giving you any correct information. that is true oh 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 one last thing before we end last week you wanted to know if Shelby was on the island Shelby's not on the island oh okay cool which I was pretty sure she was not because I have visions and pick Mm -hmm. you know images but I wanted to confirm for you so awesome I love a good Shelby moment there you go so yeah well yay thank you everyone for tuning in I'm so glad you're with us for season four it's a good one the other night, Aunt binged the next three seasons. I mean, three episodes, three seasons. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. What? <laughs> he binged the, the uh, next three episodes. He's like, I can't stop watching. It's so good. And I was like, wow. You, have, you haven't done that with like any of our Betty shows. So. No. And that was on his own. I wasn't even home. Not even prompted at all. No. So that should give you a little incentive to stay with us for season four. I know you will. But come back next week. We'll be discussing episode three in the skin of a lion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram and search Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty podcast produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora.